Welcome to the One O'ahu Podcast. I'm Brandi Higa, and today is Thursday, October 26, 2023. And I'm joined this week by our city golf administrator, Jordan Abe, and assistant golf administrator, Nainoa O'Sullivan. Guys, we're here at Alawai, this historic course for its use. Um, just, just how popular is it? Jordan, we'll start with you. Well, as we know, Brandy, um, Alawai is the busiest golf course in the state. Uh, it's probably still one of the top 10 in the nation. Um, and actually right now is a good time where we have a little downtime between uh, 18 and 9 hole play, but in a few minutes it's going to get ramped up with a lot more players coming here. And I know, why do you think it is? You know, like Jordan mentioned, this is one of the busiest. But why, what makes this the most busy? Uh, I mean, definitely it's location, um, but it's also the the age and, and um, just the experience of being in Waikiki, being able to go and golf. Um, you can't really find that anywhere else out here. For those who listen to station 8.30 a.m. on the radio, they might have heard your voices for a couple Mondays now. You two have a bi-weekly radio show. Can, can you guys tell me how that's going? It's been going good. Um, you know, I think one of the good things about us is we're actually getting um, our word out about municipal golf. And we're fortunate enough to work with Rick Kamad on this to share about our municipal golf courses. And yeah, we're just really excited that we're given the opportunity. And if anybody heard, there was something that came over the speaker because we are at All of My Golf Course that might be going on throughout this podcast. Um, I know I want to jump to you now. You know, we're talking about this radio show. Is that something that, that you're used to? Definitely not. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I don't ever, you know, in the, the light. And I, I like to be behind my desk and working on improvements to our golf division. But um, if it's something that helps the city, our, our golf division, to get out there, be known, renowned, and and let people know that hey, we're still here. Um, come out and golf. So, and that's kind of what that platform is for to announce things that are going on and to, and to get interest for our municipal golf courses. So, what kind of things are in the works? So, uh, I mean, well, recently our, our biggest accomplishment so far is converting to online reservations. Um, in the past, it was always just you know, call the phone line and hopefully you get through and make a tea time. Um, but other things on the courses, you know, we are doing bunker replenishment, um, renovation, tea box renovations. Um, what else we got going on? Well, fortunately enough for us too, we had some money uh, given to us too that we really didn't have before that we're using to uh, improve our courses. So, you know, uh, some things that Nino mentioned, we did do some bunker replenishment work at our 18-0 courses. Uh, we did some renovations to our tee boxes to make it more player friendly to our seniors and juniors uh, that we are welcoming here as well too. So we're just trying to make golf more accessible and um, more inclusive to all, especially, you know, golf starting to boom of late and we want to make golf more inclusive to everybody. And um, best place to start is here in our municipal golf courses. And I'm sure the booking tea times online helps too, right? It's it's a little more modern. But but what is what is what goes into that? What do I need? I need a golf ID. How does that work? Where do I go? And, and how can I book? So that's a good question. Um, so obviously the biggest game changer in 2021 was going online, right? Uh, nobody calls for reservations over the phone, right? So everything is booked online. Um, so we're fortunate enough to get our reservation system online first off. Uh, the biggest change also with that too is we have um, dedicated phone numbers for each golf course now. Where in the past we had one phone number that bottlenecked for all six courses. So now we have one number per course. So if you're a fan of Makalena, you can just call the Makalena number. If you're a fan of Alawai, you can just call Alawai. So 
there's less bottlenecking with that too. But to answer your question, Brandy, um, if you're a state of Hawaii resident, you have a state of Hawaii driver's license or a state ID, uh, it's your first qualification that you can uh, bring to us to provide proof of residency. Um, you can make your golf ID card at three of our locations, Alawai, Pali, and Makalena. Uh, and we're also looking to expand that uh, in the near future and provide those golf ID makings at the other locations as well soon. So, um, yeah, so if you meet the criteria to be a resident of, our, uh, of, uh, of Hawaii, we make you a golf ID card. Uh, you'll get... Um, you'll get a specialized number just for you, your account, and then you can use that to book your tee times. And so you have to physically go into the location to get a golf ID? Yes, and the reason for that too is we wanna make sure that what you know we see is the actual individual, mm -hmm. yeah. So we just need that for verification, and we also do print your photo as well too on your golf ID card. So you get a golf ID, and then you go to teetimes.honolulu.gov, and you can book. How far in advance can I book? Uh, so currently we're at seven days for residents and three days for non-residents. And one of the questions we hear often, right, is concessions at city courses. Is there any consideration there? Great question. So actually we just had a purchasing meeting um, earlier in the week and we are heavily looking at getting our concessions contract out. Um, as you all know, we just, uh, our new director for Enterprise Services, Dita Holyfield, um, she's been with us now for a little over two months and she's been really spearheading on getting our golf concession contracts uh, going. Um, so yeah, we're looking to have that um, out by the end of this calendar year. And while I love LNL, right? We're here at Alawai, I love LNL. Uh, the other question people ask, I don't know why it's all food oriented, but restaurants, right? Like, can we get something like a 604 here um, in, our, in our city courses? That's a great question. So um, one of the things that we are working closely with purchasing and with our concessions branch to uh, is really finding the right formula for these contracts to, to go out for our food concessions. So, you know, obviously what's helping us now too is with golf demand up, you know, uh, our popularity in golf as well in the community. Uh, you know, we're, we're really comfortable and confident to say that, you know, we can advertise our courses and, you know, bring in better uh, or more interested uh, prospects for bidding on our concessions. Uh, like you said, kind of advertising the courses. Um, while we don't have maybe some things that some of the, the other ones do, what makes city courses um, so special or what distinguishes them in, in your guys' mind? I think the big thing we need to focus on is the affordability. Um, you know, our golf courses are the most affordable in, in the golf industry. And uh, the big thing we're stressing too is the inclusive component of it where, you know, you don't have to be a scratch golfer. You know, if you're a weekend warrior or you're a first timer, you know, yeah. our courses are the best place to start. There's, there's no intimidation. Um, you know, we do have dress code, but you don't have to wear, you know, your typical collared shirt, uh, slacks and all that. It's you know, obviously we, you need proper footwear, you need a shirt and, and pants, but it's just more, it's more comfortable for, for people to come to our locations. And I know you did talk about the advertising and marketing component. So one of the things that we are uh, excited about is having our new director on board and she's really helped us with the marketing side. So, you know, like we mentioned, we're doing the Rick Amata show. Uh, we are also doing, um, we're working on getting our branding and, and trademarking of our logos for our municipal golf courses. So we're in the process of doing that right now. And we're hoping to get that out within the very near future to start, you know, advertising our courses. And so do you guys golf the city courses like on your days off? I know. <laughs> I, I have, I don't do it as much as I want to, 
um, I have a growing family of three, so uh, I, I after work I try to get my QT in with them. <laughs> but no, I, we we regularly tour the quarries, you know, see the facilities conditions and everything. Um, but affordability, this is where I would go for sure. Jordan? I, I, with, I know a uh, young family too. Uh, most of my weekend is spent at the soccer fields uh, and my kids' activities. So um, love golf, but you know, at the time being, we're focusing on family first. And when people hear what you do for a living, right? Like you said, and I know you walk all over the golf course. It kind of sounds like a dream that every day you come to work and you get to hang out at the golf course. What prepared you for this? I think it's a combination of being able to to be outdoors, just see the people. It makes them happy, um, providing quality um, playing conditions. And, you know, like you said, nobody gets to wake up and be like, hey, I got to go to a golf course every day. So um, funny story. My son told me, is that a real job? And I said, you know, it, it, it is. And I said, Can I do that when I go to, our, you know, for sure. Um, so it, it is a unique job, um, but we enjoy every second of it, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, same thing like Nainoa said too, my kids think all I do is drive around in a golf cart all day and, you know, previous oh, you jobs, don't? yes. <laughs> I wish. You know, now most of my time is spent behind the desk on the computer, but, um, you know, like Nainoa too, I think, you know, just being out here at Alawa and seeing these guys I've seen for the last 15 years, you know, the the feeling you get of giving back to your community and giving back to these guys and, and ladies out here too. It's just uh, the kind of satisfaction you get from that. It's priceless. And I think what we learned from the pandemic too is how important our municipal golf courses are for the locals. Uh, when a lot of the seniors got displaced during the pandemic, um, you know, they didn't have that physical and social activities mm -hmm. that they were usually accustomed to. And, um, you know, when we did reopen after, you know, all of the openings did happen, uh, just seeing them back here and seeing how excited they were to be back, um, that really made me realize how important we are, you know, in the city and county of Honolulu. And so how long have you been with the golf division? Where, where did you start and, and how did how did that progress happen? In December, I'm actually going to make 15 years. Um, actually started here at Alawai as a superintendent and um, three years ago, I, I was fortunate enough to be, become the administrator for the whole golf division. So my roots for, for City Golf started here at Alawai. Yeah, so I was at uh, Ever Villages for the last five years. And um, last July, I was fortunate enough to become the assistant administrator for the golf division. And where did the interest spark for you? And I know I'll, I'll start with you. Um, did you golf in high school? Where did you go to high school? See, I didn't. Oh, um, okay. I, 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 well, I mean... I, I did, but I, I wouldn't consider myself a golfer. You know, I mean, I think growing up, uh, just hitting the range with, with my dad, mm -hmm. um, brothers, just family. And then, um, you know, I, I worked at a, a private country club and just fell in love with it. Um, and the opportunity came out to be in the city and, and I tried. And where did you go to high school? I went to Puno. Okay. Well, let's move over to Jordan. <laughs> Jordan and I are both Eagles. Um, Jordan, tell me about your start here at Alawai. So, funny question, Brandy. So, actually, one of the reasons why uh, Alawai is fun to me, too, is so my freshman year at HBA, uh, playing on the varsity golf team, um, our last match for the year was actually at Alawai. And 
Um, Kamehameha and Punahou were one and two, um, not necessarily maybe in that order, and HBA was third. And I recall Punahou and Kamehameha sitting out there, you know, they're prime players. And uh, HBA, we started our, you know, our sixth best, and we actually won the tournament here, and we actually jumped Punahou and Kamehameha to actually win the ILH on the last day here. So uh, definitely remember that, and definitely enjoy the feeling of beating those two schools you know, at HBA being a small school, <laughs> but that's that's one of my fond memories here is uh, sticking it to those two schools that, you know. Uh, you know, when we're sitting out here, it looks great today. And, and you kind of mentioned during the pandemic, but this golf course has gone through a lot over the last few years. Um, it looked a bit odd to see some of the tee boxes and greens green, and then the rest kind of dry. What's the situation now? Are we still conserving water or, or what's the status? You know, Brandon, that's a great question. I've been getting that question for the last 15 years being here. Yeah. Um, so actually what a lot of people don't realize here at Alawa is we do not rely on the border water supply, portable water mm -hmm. to irrigate this entire golf course. Uh, we actually do have a brackish well on property that we predominantly rely on, on our main source of irrigation. Um, we do supplement some of that water with border water supply water, but a very small percentage. So when people see us turning on sprinklers during the day, uh, we are not uh, irresponsible in our watering practices by any means. A lot of times if we are watering during the day, it's actually because we have to recharge our system and turn on, turn on water. But um, you know, the reason why you do see those brown spots at times here too is because we rely on brackish water, the salinity levels in our water are so high that sometimes it builds up salt in the soil profile so the turf doesn't look green as you would accustomed to seeing. So that's the main reason why you do see it uh, browning out or yellowing out at times here. Um, but something that is green, the, the driving range, um, that got a facelift a while back. Um, what's new with the driving range? I know there's new hours, um, there's a new, there's HSJGA and First Tee um, are the folks that oversee that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, Hawaii State Junior Golf Association First Tee, they are our current operators for the driving range and pro shop. and. Um, they did move into there uh, within the past, I believe, a year, a little over a year now. And um, that was a nice um, opportunity for them to, you know, provide um, opportunity for the juniors. Mm -hmm. And um, some of that spillover that we've actually been providing them to is actually the juniors get to have a clinic out on the golf course as well, too. So, um, you know, it's just nice to see the, the game revived with the youth in, in Hawaii and you know, we're enjoying it starting here at Alawai, where, you know, the mecca of golf should be here at Alawai. And what is the plan for the pro shop? So right now, obviously, you see it's vacant at the moment. Uh, we do want to fill it as soon as possible, um, but that doesn't mean we're not providing the service that the pro shop is needed. Um, so we still do provide rental clubs, pool cart options. Uh, although it's not necessarily physically here, they still can get those um, those items at the driving range, they're just going to have to make just reasonable accommodations to get it. And out of all the municipal courses, and I know we'll start with you, which one is your favorite and why? Oh, jeez. <laughs> why, why, why is that funny? <laughs> well, Jordan knows the answer. I mean, it's always my roots. Avila Village as well. Oh, okay. Um, I, I just, <laughs> I, w I worked there, yes, for, for five years, but I mean, the layout, the design, um, it, it, it's, a challenging golf course. And Jordan? 
You know, it's hard. Yeah, I, we have to feed all six kids, right? All six yeah. courses. So I cannot say I have one favorite one. I mean, all of it might be just because I also did start here too. <laughs> but I have like I have fond memories of all six courses growing up. So, um, but I still got to give a shout out to Polly because I did grow up on that side of the island too. So I, yeah, I might leave that. Second. And because of the location here, um, you get a lot of famous people that come to Alawai to golf. Who's the most famous person that you've seen hit this course? Most famous? We've actually had a bunch of PGA Tour players that have come over the years here. Um, I'd rather not name names because they weren't exactly the most well-behaved while they were here. <laughs> um, I, I remember, though, uh, way back when, Brian McKnight, when he did a concert at Blaisdell, he did come here, I, I think, right before he actually had a concert. So I know he was asking to see if he could move his way through all the way to finish. Yeah. I, I'll rem I don't forget that. I mean, but we have a lot of famous faces that play here all the time and they kind of prefer to kind of remain on the down low and just blend in. But I mean, we just had him on, on uh, the Rick Hamada show too. And Kimo Kahuano, he's, he's one of our biggest fans here. And I, I got to mention him because he, he epitomizes what our all the way golfers are. Yeah. So I would say Kimo. I like Kimo. Yeah. yeah. I know. Anybody famous hit up Eva Villages? Maybe just him. Yeah, I uh, no. I think Jordan, he, he used to come by once in a while. So, so um, I, nothing comes to mind. Um, but Kimo, yeah. you know, he, he is somebody that we uh, truly appreciate coming out here. And he's been coming out here with his dad since they were young. Oh, and, wow. I mean, it's just that that's what we want here. We want. Um, and I'm sure you get this. It comes with a job. But what's your score? Yes, my wife. No. <laughs> Um, as far as what I, what you I, golf, yeah. I am consistently inconsistent. Um, I'm happy that I can break a hundred, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. But he has an eraser in his scorecard, so he changes his scores throughout yeah. the day just to. Yeah. If you go for Jordan, <laughs> uh, you don't really keep scores. So. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything we missed that you want to talk about? No, I mean, you know, we just want to just reiterate about the importance of municipal golf courses in in our community and uh we just want to let everybody know that we're inclusive to all and you know um you want to start up golf this is the place to be you know there's no fear factor here um and it's affordable i mean you can't beat that our prices are affordable to all yeah yeah no uh well said i mean there's a misconception that you yeah. can't go out and play it all the way because it's too busy or you can't get a tee time. But I would challenge anybody to go and try, go online, call the phone number, book an online tee time because it, um, it's inclusive to all. And bring your kids, juniors are free. We have senior monthly cards where you can, you know, get discounted rounds of golf, so. All right, well, thank you guys. Thanks. And thank you for listening. If you have a city golf course question we didn't answer on this podcast, just shoot us a message at oneoahu.org slash podcast. And we'll try to get these guys on again soon. Absolutely. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> and join us next week. We're back with Mayor Rick Blangiardi right here on the One Oahu podcast. Until then, aloha. Aloha.